So I'm Isabella Mig, MD, from Unabridged MD. And um, first of all, I want to thank you for the comments. I want to thank you for the comments on the YouTube channel as well as uh, by email and so on uh, and in person. It um, makes me very happy to know that I can provide some hope uh, in my patients as well as other people. It's, uh, it's a true honor and a true pleasure to do this uh, for, for you. Um, and one of the questions I had um, recently really touched me and I thought that um, I, would, I would discuss a little bit about it. So uh, the question was as follows. How, there were two questions. One was, how did you manage to be a patient while still being a physician and was it hard? And the sec second question was, how, how do I know if this treatment is right for you? Is right for me, sorry. Um, so this is extremely, extremely important. Um, so the first thing is, the first question is, how did I manage to be a patient? So if you have listened to the fear episode and uh, how, and where, where I describe how I really decided that I was going to become a mom, no matter like how scared I was about having very preemie, you also understood that, like, also learned that uh, I decided very clearly that I was going to just be a mom and not a physician because I, not, I was not specialized in this particular uh, specialty, so neonatologist. Um, and for me, when I had my cancer, I decided to do the same. So I decided to not look at any studies. And I asked someone else to look at the studies for me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, just, just share with me what's positive and a good outcome. I don't want any numbers. Just tell me that things are working and that I have hope and that there are many plans. Um, and the, the, so that was the first thing. So I didn't read too much because I didn't want to look at numbers. I felt that numbers can really change the way you see things. And I didn't want that for me. Um, and then the, the other thing that happened is that I also decided that I was going to trust both my guts, but also my guts as a physician. What, what do I mean by that? And so I want to uh, give you an example that's very concrete. Um, so I, I got chemo and um, everything, basically almost everything went away with the chemo. And then we had to decide, are we doing a mastectomy or are we doing just a lumpectomy? And do we actually even need to do anything since I'm going to be on treatment for, you know, the foreseeable future? Uh, since you know, when you have stage four HER2 positive, you want to have a treatment that's ongoing. And uh, I, it took me a long time to really decide what I wanted. And, and the, the main reason was that... Um, my oncologist was incredible and I'm so appreciative of who I had. Um, I had to change because of insurance and that's another you know, discussion we could have. But um, she basically gave me the choice. She was like, you know, would you feel really bad in case we don't find anything and we've removed your breast for no reason? And I thought about it and I was like, well, that's true. I mean, if there's like, I don't want anything to be there anymore. I, that's, that's my goal. Um, and I don't know that I would feel so bad to remove it. Uh, and so I had, to I had to think about this. And, and it was hard to make the decision as 
a physician versus as a patient. As a patient, I wanted to trust my body and I wanted to trust that my body was able to uh, heal itself, right? Um, but as a physician, I wanted to make the decision that made the most sense for me in the future. And um, I ultimately took some time and uh, I remember doing some hiking uh, uh, on the way, uh, Camino de Santiago or Chemin de Compostelle, it's the same thing, it's a pilgrimage and it's, it's really a remarkable um, path that I highly recommend. I didn't do the whole thing, I think I did like a couple of days, but it was wonderful. And uh, I, I really thought about it and I was like, well, what do I really want? What does my body want? And I decided to go with the physician, meaning that I didn't decide what I was doing based on my own intuition because I decided at that point, I realized that I couldn't really make that decision. And so I went back to, do I trust myself as a rheumatologist? And I think I'm a very good rheumatologist. I trust myself as a rheumatologist. So then I thought, well, if I do trust myself as a rheumatologist, I've got to trust this oncologist and the radiation therapist. I don't know if you say that. The radiation oncologist. Um, because the radiation oncologist basically told me it's easier to do the radiation therapy if you don't have a breast there. So the radiation therapy is pretty clear that it prevents recurrence uh, in the same area. Uh, so that was not a question that I would or would not do. Uh, in that area. Uh, but I decided to trust it and I just went with it. And uh, there, there was actually a little bit of cancer in there uh, that was left. Whether it was active or not, I will never know. Uh, it's, you know, this would be another discussion, but I, I'm, I'm very happy I did it because I don't have any regret uh, of losing that breast. I think um, I mean, it's not losing, I don't know, of, of giving away that breast. I actually had a, a huge party to say bye to this breast. Uh, so we, I was totally drunk that day. <laughs> I think that was the first time I retouched alcohol after all the chemo and all this, but because uh, it has sugar, so I tried to avoid sugar. Uh, but yeah, so I decided that. And I think the next time and the, the, the next decision I had to make that um, was related versus, you know, me as a physician versus me as a patient was the radiation therapy. So the radiation oncologist basically offered me the option. So the breast, there was no question, you know, it's two third, uh, like there are good numbers, right? Two third um, chance of, of preventing a recurrence. I mean, that's almost a no brainer, right? 66% chance that this is not going to, uh, come back uh, thanks to the radiation therapy. Actually, it's not even like this. It's like there's two third, there's 66 more chance that it will not come back versus if you don't have radiation therapy. And so uh, at least those were the numbers for me. And so I was like, well, that's a no brainer. I'm going to do radiation therapy there. No question. Okay. But there was a question about the radiation therapy on the where, where there used to be a bone metastasis and where there used to be liver metastasis. And where I will say that my intuition really served me is that I kind of sense that the oncologist, the radiation oncologist wasn't certain about those two and that it wasn't as easy as, you know, for the breast. 
And uh, as I heard about, you know, the complication, potential, the potential complication from both uh, the, the radiation for there, I just felt, well, I'm going to give it a little bit of more time. And then the next time I met with the radiation oncologist, she basically said, I, I don't know that it's going to help you. And the truth is that you're on treatment. You have, we don't have anything else to, to you know, radiate. And so maybe what we want to do is just follow and see if you need it, right? You may say, well, hearing this, I was like, ooh, does that mean that it's going to come back? <laughs> you know. Um, but I think what it did for me is that I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna trust my guts in this, and my guts doesn't tell me that I need it right now, right there. And I have time. I'm in remission. There is no more evidence of cancer in me. So I'm going to go with there is time. And, um, you know, basically I'm praying in every single scan that there is no recurrence of anything anywhere in my body. Uh, but, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm really praying that there is never <laughs> any recurrence. And my physician brain goes to, well, Plan B will be that we'll do radiation therapy or plan C will be that we will do some other treatment and so on, right? So the, the way that we as physicians think, you, you have to understand how we think. And that's, that's really important. So, right, I shared my thought process and I want to share my thought process now as a physician. And I really hope it can help you make that decision when the time comes, Right. We do not know for sure everything. We can only go with studies. Studies means that it's not you. It's not you as an individual, right? And so if you feel very strongly for or against something, your physician needs to listen to that. And that's extremely important. Um, But there's science and the science really comes from the studies of numbers it's not just one individual it's the numbers and when we look at studies we are looking at a number of patients and we're trying to make them similar so we can get a better sense uh, if the treatment works or not and we can then say well the treatment work in this type of patient um and we, we do get numbers and we do get studies that are showing us improvement versus no improvement. And, and, and then it becomes and basically we decide what makes you know sense. And I'm putting my hands here because it's like a balance. All right. In one hand, I have this condition causing this potential harm or that other potential harm. Right. Uh, so in the case of cancer, um, so, for example, my breast, uh, her two positive cancer is highly, um, it, it, it grows very fast to so the risk of death if you do not take treatment is very high. All right. So that's important because you take that into consideration. In the other hand, you take the medication. So in my case, the medication was a chemo and then the uh, biologic treatment, very, very uh, targeted treatment against um, the HER2. Uh, and the, the side effect of those treatments are much, much less, there's much less risk of dying from the treatment than there is of dying of the cancer. And so the balance goes in favor of let's get treated, okay? Uh, and it's the same thing for every single thing, right? So if 
um, when my patients come and they have severe inflammatory arthritis and that they've already, you know, tried a medication that didn't have a much side effect or like potential side effect and it's not working, the benefit of getting treatment is out, like outweighs the benefit of doing nothing, right? And I know that the studies are clear that if I leave this patient with their pain, first of all, they're going to have pain. They probably will take narcotics, which don't really work in rheumatology, and um, that it's going to continue to destroy their joint. It's going to cause inflammation, so fatigue, and it's going to cause inflammation potentially to other organs, including the lungs and the heart and so on. And so you're deciding, you're like, well, that's not worth, you know, I don't want to just leave it like that and say, well, we're not going to use this incredible treatment that really works. And yes, as potential treatment. And so as a patient, what you've got to do is understand where the physician is coming from. And you've got to make sure that they address your concerns. Uh, but you also got to make sure that, you know, what would you do? What would you do if it, if it was your mom? What would you do if it was your daughter? What would you do? And they usually, uh, at least, you know, I, I feel like the doctors that I would want to see and the type of doctor that I hope I am, um, I I am very sincere in my answer, which is like, if this were me, I would do this, right? If this were me, this is what I would take, this, and so on. Um, in terms of uh, uh, treatment, I think it's worth it because you can always stop a treatment. There is no question, like, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to take a treatment forever. I think where it becomes a little bit more difficult is a treatment that sort of you know, once you take it, you cannot go back. So for example, removing a breast, you cannot go back and put back my own breast. <laughs> what you can do is, you know, do a reconstruction surgery and so on, but you cannot put back my own breast. Um, but it, so when you do a surgery, you cannot, you know, remove, uh, uh, go back, that's the decision. But I would say for me, one of the things that really helps me make the decision is to think, uh, would I regret would I regret not taking that decision? And it's nice to be able to say, well, in this case, the physician is the expert in what he's telling me. And does this, uh, does this treatment make sense to me? Is he able to explain it to me? Is he able to reassure me also, right? Like, what does surgery mean? Is it really an easy surgery? Is it a very complicated surgery? Uh, do I feel you know, that this surgery will work for me. Um, and uh, I will tell you, for example, because I have BRCA, I had a high risk of developing also ovarian cancer. And uh, I didn't want to remove my ovaries because I did not want to become menopaused. And because of the breast cancer history, I cannot be on hormones. So really, like the moment they would remove my ovaries, I would become uh, menopaused. And it took me, I think, a full year to make the decision of removing the ovaries. And it was hard. It was a very hard decision. I did not want to have any more surgeries in my body. I did not want, like I was exhausted. Um, but ultimately I took the decision and the decision I took because I read about the story of a, a PhD that um, had ovarian cancer uh, in her mid forties. And she didn't get the chance like me to prevent it. And so she died very soon after. And I kept thinking of this. I kept thinking like, I don't want to feel regret. If anything happens to me, I don't want to have regret, right? So anything can happen to me, right? Like I can literally 
walk down the street and drunk driver comes and you know hit me that's possible but i have done everything in my power i've looked at the light i've turned like you know let, look left look right uh, and then cross i've done everything in my power to prevent that and that's the same thing i've done everything in my power when it comes to my health to prevent a cancer and i think it would be like as a physician i can tell you i believe in the science of 2022 and the fact is that the science of 2022 acknowledge the power of uh, our own healing, acknowledge the power of energy healing, acknowledge the power of Qigong, acknowledge the power of energy healing, of meditation, of exercise, of the power of love, the power of, um, of prayers. Um, so we do acknowledge that. Uh, and there are studies to support that. Um, but there are very, very good studies to support surgery in certain cases, as well as certain medication in some other cases. And because of that, I think that we've got to take it. We've got to take, you know, we, we've got to use what we have at our disposition, right? Like, I don't like, at, like if it's available, uh, that's available to us, um, is surgery available to you? Is, is treatment available to you? Is preventive treatment available to you? Use it. There's no reason to say no to this. And if the fear is what's happening, talk to someone that has already done it. And in true, the truth is that I talked to someone that of, uh, of, um, underwent breast cancer that had had stage four also. And I asked her, and, and my oncologist was wonderful. She was like, do you want to talk to someone that has had that? And I had already talked to someone, but she had not had stage four. And I think I needed to have someone that had the same stage than me that was still on, on treatment like I would be for, you know, 10 years. Uh, and so uh, I wanted to know that she didn't regret it and that she was happy. And she was like, no, I absolutely do not regret it. I'm so happy. She removed both of her breasts. And I was like, no, I'm only removing one. <laughs> um, and maybe one day I'll remove the other one. I don't know. But I feel like in general, we can, you know, do good testing for a breast. But in general, just stop and just wonder, query, like, you know, be very, um, not judgmental, be curious. What is it that's scaring you in this case? And I will say from my perspective, I feel very secure. It was, it was really something good to be a physician because it made life easier. I could you know, decide what was good and what didn't work, what was clear, what was less clear. But you can ask those questions to your physician and it will help. All right, so this is a little long and I'm sorry, I hope this is um, a helpful discussion. Um, please comment, like, ask me what you would like me to discuss. Um, and I hope to see you next week. Uh, subscribe and then share this uh, with other people you think would uh, benefit from those discussion. And again, it's a pleasure and uh, I will see you next week. Take good care.